Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F. is in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on the fourth paragraph on page XVII in the foreword to the second edition. We will be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph only, which begins on the bottom of XVII with with the appearance of the new book and ends on the top on the page ends on page XVIII with it was estimated that 800 alcoholics were on their way to recovery. Today's readers are somebody's jiggling with an unmuted phone. Uh, Maura Z, Stacy H, Rich J, Kathy S, and Deborah S. The share ID number for yesterday's Sunday, March 6th, 2022, special edition meeting is 18,640. That's 18640. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maura Z to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, Rebecca. Maura Z, recovering in Virginia, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Morrissey. I will now ask Stacy H. to read the OA 12 Traditions. Hi, this is Stacy H. calling in from Virginia, and here are our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is one, but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups and OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought, ever, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Stacey H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we will be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph on page XVII in the forward to the second edition. Uh, Just that one paragraph only begins on the bottom of XVII with with the appearance of the new book and ends on XVIII with 
it was estimated that 800 alcoholics were on their way to recovery. I will now ask Rick J to go ahead and read that for us. Thank you, Rebecca. My name's Rick J. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. With the appearance of the new book, a great deal began to happen. Dr. Henry Harry Emerson Fostick, the noted clergyman, reviewed it with approval. In the fall of 1939, Fulton Ausler, then editor of Liberty, printed a piece in his magazine called Alcoholics and God. This brought a rush of 800 frantic inquiries into the little New York office, which meanwhile had been established. Each inquiry was painstakingly answered. Pamphlets and books were sent out. Businessmen traveling out of existing groups were referred to these prospective newcomers. New groups started up, and it was found, to the astonishment of everyone, that AA's message could be transmitted in the mail as well as by word of mouth. By the end of 1939, it was estimated that 800 alcoholics were on their way to recovery. Yeah, I did a little bit of research on this, and wow, you know, it's like when you start going into this stuff, it, it's just shining a light back on our past. And um, Dr. Fostick was uh, an interdenominational uh, pastor at Riverside Church there in Manhattan, and, you know, he really loved the message of the big book and the spiritual content of it. And um, although the review he did, it really didn't affect the sales of the big book that much, but um, interestingly enough, he was the one who gave the introduction at the Rockefeller dinner. We uh, will learn about in the next paragraph. So he really was uh, a dedicated supporter of, of Alcoholics Anonymous and believed in the message. Um, and Fulton Ausler, who talks about being the editor of Liberty, um, he went on to, to be um, the editor at uh, the Reader's Digest, which – uh, was a huge supporter of Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, Ausler was also a uh, non-alcoholic uh, trustee for Alcoholics Anonymous. So, you know, these these people are very much friends of of, uh, of AA. They that message of depth and weight in in this book is not just reaching alcoholics; it's reaching non-alcoholics, who I'm sure, you know, had some sort of by degree of separation, some connection with an alcoholic, and and that uh, that beautiful message in this book uh, was reaching a lot of people and changing a lot of lives and building up the support um, that AA really needed in those early days. And uh, you know, the, this article, Alcoholics and God, was actually um, written by Morris Markey, and one of my favorite. Uh, outcomes, you know, of this article, and I'll just read what I learned online. It said, one result of the article was that AA was started in Philadelphia. George S. of Philadelphia, one of the first loners, had sobered up after reading the article. When the issue of liberty first arrived, George was in bed drinking whiskey for his depression and taking laudanum for his colitis. The Marky piece hit George so hard that he went ex-grog and ex-laudanum instantly. He wrote to New York, his name was given to Jim Burwell, see the vicious cycle in the big book, who was a traveling salesman. And that's how AA started in the city of brotherly love, wrote Bill. And uh, I just love that. Uh, Jimmy Burwell, by the way, he was the one who insisted that God, as we understood him, be put in steps three and 11. He was a pissed off atheist. And uh, 
probably saved our lives with, uh, you know, with that little uh, inclusion of the word. So anyway, just uh, love how this light is shining for, for everyone back in, you know, in our, um, you know, sort of dim, misty past there, but uh, how it affects us today and uh, grateful to be here with that I pass. Oh, thanks, Rick J. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too, because we have so many people on the live meeting this morning. So if you haven't shared on a vision for you on Thursday or Friday and would like to share on the fourth paragraph on page XVII, with the appearance of the new book through it was estimated that 800 alcoholics were on their way to recovery, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Barbara E. Barbara E. Sandra S. Yes. Was it Sandra S? Yes. And then Leah S. And then who was after Leah? Liz E. UK. Liz E. I heard you, Liz. Yeah. Anybody else want to get in line? Okay. We've got Barbara E., Sandra S., Leah S., and Liz E. Barbara E., please go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Barbara E., a volume compulsive overeater living in the state of New Jersey, better known as the state of confusion. I'm wishing you a happy Monday. It's hard to believe it's March. Well, thank you so much to the person who read. I, too, did some investigation to find about, to learn about Marky. So I won't go into that again, but just say that we were not so lucky. We did have Ann Landers, who published an article that was written in 1981 from a woman, I believe she came from Michigan, who wrote about how OA saved her life. And Ann Landers, in 1981, endorsed freely Overeaters Anonymous. But other than that, we really had no publicity and we keep ourselves an anonymous group so it has to be passed by word and of mouth we have to be the message not the messenger so so when someone asked me how did i do it how did i stay abstinent i tell them about oa really i don't keep anything back i don't bring god into it at that time that's, that will come much later. But I t- tell them about the tools of the program and how connecting with a sponsor every single day, not waiting, waiting a week before checking in, but every single day and using the tools. And when, when my sponsor said, jump, I said, how high? And my sponsor always said to me, if you want to leave, stay anyway. And that's what I did. I stayed anyway. And then I started reading the big book with my sponsor. And we went through it quickly. 
And she said, you have your whole life to really digest it, but utilize it. Don't analyze it right now. Because if you want to recover from this killing disease, that's what you've got to do, Barbara. You know things aren't going so well in your life. You're angry a lot of the time. You're feeling useless. You don't feel that you're connecting. You're still isolating. You don't like to be with the group that much. So I suggest we go through the book together. And that's what we did. And I tell you honestly, because March is my anniversary of 25 years of abstinence by the miracle of God, because certainly I didn't do it. All those pay and way meetings didn't do it. I lectured at them, thank you, and they didn't do it. But OA can do it. And I bless you all and thank you for participating in my recovery. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Sandra S. Um, Sandra S., recovering compulsive overeater, greater Oklahoma City. Hi, Sandra S., go right ahead. I'm glad Mm -hmm. to be here. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, for a minute I thought maybe we couldn't, but yes. We oh, do hear oh, okay. You. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank, thank you so very much for allowing me to share, and thank you all for your service this morning. And I'm very glad to be here. I'm very um, glad to run into this paragraph this morning. I have worked uh, this weekend um, uh, quite a bit with our uh, PIPO. Um, committee, the committee that we are working to get uh, out the word regarding uh, Overeaters Anonymous uh, to the public and uh, professionals, medical professionals, and it's an exciting adventure being prepared to do the work and this work all over again. It's never ending. It should never end. It should never stop. Uh, It has just been a marvelous journey for me. Uh, I was such a sick, sick young woman um, and found OA, and it has been uh, a marvelous feat. I've lost almost 100 pounds. April the 9th will be my third year uh, abstaining from sugar, and I'm just thankful to God. But I'd like to encourage each and every fellow to continue to take the message to the world Regarding OA, there are so many others of us who are out in the world who need us. They need the information. They need the message. They need the solution. They need to realize there are spiritual experiences. And I think the most astonishing thing to me that just happened, a young lady that I've known for over 20 years walked up to me and asked me, are you any kin to Sandy? And I looked at her and it's I said, this has got to be the joke, where's the camera? But she was serious. She didn't know who I was. And uh, it, was, it was astonishing. But I'm just thankful to be able to do this work. I'm thankful to my higher power that he's got me up and on fire and uh, taking the message uh, to the world because we are taking a light in a world of darkness, and we can shed a lot of light 
So let your light shine. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra S. Leah S. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. I'm recovered in Brooklyn and very grateful. So why are they writing so much about how many times they published it and and what they did and how much how many uh um um books uh, sold and all that because um it says over here they got inquiries and each one was painstakingly answered each one that may, that means this is about me i can recover my story can become reversed my own uh misery can be can be uh, absolutely um uh, turned around or i can have an equilibrium in my life where i don't have to become too upset i don't have to become too happy i can just live normally and eat normally this is about me and me working with one other person. Two people speaking are a meeting. Three people speaking are more of a meeting. But that's what it is, and that's what I found. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Liz E., Good morning, Liz Eve Elegant from the UK. Um, thank you very much for everyone doing service today, and good morning and good afternoon. Afternoon here in Bristol. Um, just really to encourage people who are don't, who are shy sharers, if you like. I'm not really sure what I'm going to say, but I know that I need to share that for my recovery, and I know that I need to show up and turn up. The word transmitted. Um, really spoke to me and that's um, you know something that I have really found in the last few years of getting into recovery that fellows transmit to me the message their experience their strength their hope and I in turn transmit to other people and it's through that transmitting which is you know sharing and doing things that I am in recovery so the power of transmitting is just astounding and it doesn't say it's just by word of mouth it's as well as by word of mouth and we're really privileged today that we've got additional uh, channels of communication so it makes it much you know we have got a plethora of ways to transmit the message and receive the message and new groups were started up and I have definitely found that going to new groups and finding a really high quality of recovery has made a significant difference to me. So going to new places to find what I need. And in this fellowship, I've, it's really identifying what I need for my recovery to be the best possible. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Liz E. 
Okay. Um, we can take more names of people who want to share if they haven't shared on Thursday or Friday. And what we're sharing on is the fourth paragraph on page XVII with the appearance Devorah of the new book. Devorah S. Elise, Mid-Florida. Elise in Florida. Uh, try again, yes. you too. Pedro B. I think it was Pedro, and who was at the same time as Pedro B? Hello, this is Elise in Florida. I got Elise. I have Devorah S. Elise in Florida, Pedro B. Who didn't I hear? That's a different Elise. Two Elises in Florida. <laughs> wow. Gonna have to get together there. <laughs> okay. Lisa Christina B. L. Okay. I think I heard Lisa B. Is that correct? Maybe. And did I hear Dara L? I don't know. Christina I might have to be making it up. Oh, Christina L. Uh, no, not Dara L. It was another someone. Got it. Christina L. I think. Did I hear um, Joanne in Sweden by any chance? I was trying to say the J. John M. from Charleston. Oh, John M. And then um, who was saying I was trying to say? That was a that was Anita J. Anita J. Anita J. Okay. I'm going to repeat who I wrote down, and if you said your name and I didn't get it, I'd like you to tell me. Devora S., Elise from Florida, Pedro B., another Elise from Florida, Lisa B., Christina L., John M., and Anita J. Who didn't I hear? Really? <laughs> okay. He's That's the line of... Oh. Say it once more. Something PH. Stacy? Was it Stacy? I'm going to guess it was Stacy H, but I don't know. Okay, so Devorah S., please take it away. Hey, good morning, and thank you so much, Rebecca, and everyone who comes here to show up and give service to this meeting. Thank you. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater from New Jersey. And, you know, that word painstakingly, you know, with a lot of effort and a lot of thoroughness, um, you know, they took each inquiry and they hand-wrote notes. They sent out pamphlets to... to um, to prospective people and to help anyone just goes to show, you know, like we have it so easy these days. You know, I wanted to post something my for people to see. I put it on my status. Everybody gets to see all my contacts get to see. How fast is that? One, two, three. Nowadays, you want mess, some kind of message to go out. One, two, three. You send it out. Everyone gets to see it. Think about it in those days, how each one it was done with such care and thoroughness and, and um, sincerity, 
You know, they cared about each and every person. And honestly, that's, you know, I look at it now, that's, that's how I have to work this program. That's how I have to, you know, work with my sponsees, like with thoroughness and care and, and sensitivity. Um, because this is what, this, if, if I want to keep what I have, that's what I have to do. And, um, so, you know, we learn from these giants. This is, these are, we're, we're like, I hear Harlan say, we're standing on the, on the shoulders of giants. These are the giants. And this is who we, this is, this is the, what they give us. Um, and, you know, it's not just a flip-flop job, you know, whatever, but, you know, it just teaches me how, how the care, um, and the giving that they have to people. That's how, that's how I have to work this program. And, you know, and it's not just the people in the rooms here, but like the outside as a whole, not in program. Um, that's where the, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, it's easy for all of us to be so caring and loving and wonderful to each other. But what are we doing with the people who are not in program? That's, that's who it counts as well. So that word stands out to me. And, you know, we see it again when we're working our fourth step. That's another, you know, another time when we see this word, because that's what we have to be thorough um, in our inventory. And, um, and that's it. I just wanted to share that was the word that stuck out for me on how they got this message out and how it's up to us to get this message out and not hide what we have and to share it and to be of service to others. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S. The first, Elise from Florida, and make sure you give us the first initial of your last name. Elise S. from Florida. <laughs> I know Hi, Elise S. <laughs> um, I'm visiting a family from Florida to Maryland, and I didn't realize the difference and what it means to be connected and what it means for amends. My life has changed so much. There's so many things going on in my life that uh, I didn't realize where family is and family is here as well as everywhere. That is real family. But it's given me the ability to be closer to all family. I've... Uh, been on and off with my sponsor, not not calling her, but I think, oh, I'm on vacation. I need a vacation. That doesn't include OA. There is no sense of vacation from Overeaters Anonymous. I've uh, been in, in OA since the end of 19 and didn't realize I put my head into it, but I did not put my heart into it. And this 800 people being contacted is amazing. Well, now we have millions. And to say I have a family of millions is so touching to me that I can feel I can talk to you guys. Um, so I appreciate you all being here and being committed to making everyone part of this wonderful family. Have a great day, people. And thank you all for serving, every one of you, giving of yourself, sharing what your life is like to make our lives connected more to each other and to our higher power. Thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you, Elise S. Pedro B. Good morning. Can I be heard? 
Yes, good morning, Pedro. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for your service. Yes, my name is Pedro B. I am a compulsive overeater. I live in uh, San Bernardino, California, and I'm very grateful to be here, to be uh, asking, and to be alive uh, with all of you. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for helping me finally uh, open my eyes and uh, it's taking what it's taking to get me to this point. And uh, my new afternoon day is uh, March March 4th, 2022. That was last Friday. And uh, I'm ve- very grateful for having this uh, uh, three days, working on day four today one more time. And uh, I tell you, uh, I I am finally understanding when when they talked about entire astonet and I want to thank that lady from the UK that encouraged me to speak up that even though I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to say but I need to speak up to participate in my own recovery thank you so very much um, yeah you see you know recently there's a, a a vision for you in Spanish, which is called Una Vision Para Ti. And I found that this group has grown from a uh, few people to over 1,400 members. And they're on Zoom, they're on, 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 on Telegram. And it's unbelievable the recovery in, in the Spanish community all over the world, people from all over the world. And, and, and it's unbelievable how... I don't know what happened, but, you know, over here, you know, everybody's got their own little food plan and, and oh, yeah, I can eat this and I can eat that, and everyone is different, and some people do this. But it, it seemed to me, you know, I got on there, and uh, uh, they they were weighing and measuring their food, like all of them. And it's like, I don't, I know, I hate that. I don't want to do that. And then, you know, my friend, my friend Harlem told me flat out, he says, I told him about rice. He said, oh, oh, no, no, that rice, that's not, and he's like, no, I'm Cuban. Don't take the rice away from me. And for me, you know, this, I got a sponsor, a new sponsor, and he asked me two questions. He says, what are you willing to do for your recovery? He says, I'm willing to do everything. And for me to be willing to give up rice and potatoes and tortillas, you know, here I, here I was thinking that I was asking and eating rice, potatoes, and tortillas. And, and I'm finding this new peace and this new happiness and this new freedom. And, you know, and it's just like alcohol. The moment I put down alcohol, I did not have a hangover the next day. And Time, Pedro. Thank you so much. Happy, happy 24 hours. I love you guys. I need you. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, thanks, Pedro B. Elise, number two, <laughs> give us your first initial of your last name. Hi, this is Elise N., very newly from Boca Raton, just moved here last Thursday. Um, I just wanted to put out there, I could use outreach calls. I've been in relapse for a long time. Um, do I give my number now or later? Um now, Elise, we don't do that, but you could put your name on the member contact list and people will find okay. you. Okay. I have 
And if you're brand new to a vision and you've never introduced yourself, you can introduce yourself at the end of this hour when newcomers are welcome to. My name is on the list already. Okay, then you're good. You're good. Just keep Um, sharing. Go ahead. And I also wanted to share that um, for anyone that's interested, they can call me. We started two different meetings here in Boca Raton. and uh, at at Century Village, um, so they can give me a call. Um, but in any case, I've been having a lot of trouble, and I'm I'm now uh, on day one, and I'm grateful. Um, and it's a bright sunny day here, so I'm grateful for that too. And um, I will talk to you all later. Thank you for the meeting. Um, I haven't been at meetings in a long time. And um, someone here with some very strong abstinence said, you know, you have to go to meetings. So I'm going to meetings. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Elise N. from Florida. Lisa B., I'm not sure if I heard Lisa B., but let's see if I did. Hi, can can you hear me? Yeah. Did you say oh, your great. name, Lisa? Okay. Yes, it's Lisa, it's right. Lisa B.T., because uh, there's another Lisa B. So Lisa B.T., and I live in Guelph near Toronto in Canada. Um, and I just really, the word that really stood out to me was painstaking, um, uh, because something happened to me on uh, just Saturday, and it just so, so fit with that word painstaking. Um, my my husband he 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 has given me permission to to share that he's in another program he's been there for 30 years and he got a he we were supposed to do something together and he said listen i'm sorry i'm going to have to take a few minutes um uh and you know and do this thing first and i said well because i was irritated i said well what do you have to do and he said well i've got a um i've got a, a inquiry on um on the on you know through email um about the 12 step fellowship he's in and i i need to answer it he's he he does that service for his group so he was about 20 minutes 25 minutes and as i said i was kind of annoyed because we were um you know supposed to be doing this thing and then i hear the word painstaking this morning and and about what it means for a person to get a thoughtful and thorough answer to basically, you know, please help me. Um, and um, and I just feel that that was a real gift to, to me to kind of um, humbling and, um, and uh, I don't know, just it, it opened my eyes to, you know, you never know when somebody is going to be reaching out. And when they are, um, being there is... Um, is essential um and and it made me think of another time that i was uh, was traveling down i was in wisconsin and i was going to california and i was trying to go on the interstates and the highway was telling me to go you know south and then you know basically make a right turn and and go to california on i-70 or something and i thought well why don't i just cut across instead right you know just sort of cut off that angle and i was trying kept trying to do that and i never could find a road and finally i was at a little gas station and I said, why can't I find a road across? And the guy kind of laughed and he said, uh, well, ma'am, that would be because um, the Mississippi is there. So like until you find a bridge, you're not going to be crossing, right? And, and I, that, that also came to my mind, that little story today about how 
we are all asked, even if we, you know, even if we are still struggling, even if we are in, you know, day one, we can still come and be there. And we don't know in what way we might be a bridge for somebody. Um, and um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Lisa B.T. Christina L. Good morning. Uh, Christina L. Recovered compulsive overeater from Safety Harbor, Florida. And thank you for your service and everybody shares. I'm just getting so much from this meeting. And when I first, from this paragraph actually, because when I first read it, I didn't really have anything that was coming to mind. And, um, you know, after reading it and hearing everybody shares it kind of inspired me. And um, one of the one of the things that um, you know, the first thing that really struck me was the noted clergyman and um, you know, what he his approval, you know, to this program and stuff. And uh, about six months ago, I think it was, probably around the time I came in, came back from relapse or thereabouts somewhere, I don't even quite remember exactly, but, um, you know, I was I was working in a, in a job and um, it was in a religious institution and the, the priest who was giving this lecture um, to the students that were there was referencing 12-step recovery a lot and I have no idea if he was like a recovered alcoholic or in program or anything um, but one of the things that he said was that um, you know people in 12-step recovery do the, um, the spiritual exercises very well and that really that really hit me and I think that that really kind of changed my perspective on the way that I work my program um, because before I was really divided you know I kept trying to work um, this program to the best of my ability but I was also torn because I really believed at that time which and to some extent I still do but it's completely different today um, that I also needed to be just as um, committed and zealous and painstaking in in my faith in my religion and everything and um, it was a very difficult thing for me to let go of um, because I am a person, and I think that this is the reason why I wanted to share this, um, have many times tried to use my religion in order to recover from this disease. And I've had, I've had a sponsor, or I had a sponsor at one point, or an outreach call, I don't remember what it was, but um, someone had, had shared with me, I hope you can Hi, find Christina. a power greater... Then thank you and yourself and it's not a religious God um, and again I don't put down religion because I do still practice my faith and with that I will pass thanks so much for letting me share thank you Christina L Don M 
John M. from Charleston. Thanks for letting me share. I am slowly but surely accepting that this is my family. I've never been familiar with the terms family due to my childhood, but it is nice to have a family. And when I hear my brother Pedro on the line, I'm happy. I realize that we share the same Father in heaven and I'm home. And so that is the most wonderful thing that I have ever experienced in my short life. I'm not going to get down on myself. I'm going to allow myself the time to recover. Some of us are coming from a longer way than others, and the road is longer and more dreary, but we keep trudging. So I'm just going to keep trudging and trying my best. And that's all that God requires. He doesn't require results. He just requires that we try. So I'm going to keep trying. And I thank everybody here for all of your support. With that, I'll pass. Did you say your name is Juan, not John? Well, it's Juan in Spanish, but it's John in English. Okay, I wasn't sure if I got it right. How should we address you? Either way, John is fine. Okay, great. Thanks, John. Thank you. M. Sure. And Anita J. Thank you. Uh, this is Anita J. Um, recovered in Massachusetts and um, very grateful, very grateful for your vision for you, all the people who make up and up. You know, when I first read all these four words and the preface. Uh, even though I've been in for decades, I never read them until Vision for You. And when I was finished, I had burst into tears because I could picture these people, um, especially in that little office as people began getting those letters back. Probably they were amazed. They knew they had something, but when to hear that, you know, that through the mail, their their miraculous recovery affected everybody, affected so many people, and um, famous people and not famous people were all the same. And um, I've just always been very grateful, very grateful to read this because I kind of wandered in this wilderness for so long, and I don't know what to do. I can't blame blame it on that I never heard the message. I did. I never heard the message, but it wasn't because of the meetings or or the book or anything. It was because I wouldn't allow it to get in there. I was blocked by the alcoholic mother that raised me. I couldn't, it took me until vision to stop saying, why didn't she read it? Why didn't she read it? La, 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 over and over. How could anything of depth and weight come in when you're that kind of a better person? And I didn't know I was a better. I didn't know who I really was. And you know what? Really through, through hearing the truth, the truth was always there. But I heard to hear it. I am so grateful to have finally heard the truth. And um, I'm glad that people like us or 
you know, they heard it, but it's all the little us, all the little people that heard it and are the living examples. And with that, I gratefully and gratefully for this chance to say something past. Thank you, Anita J. Stacy H. Good morning. This is Stacy H. Currently living in Fairfax, Virginia. Recovered and grateful to be here. Um, wanted to share and also looked at the paragraph this morning and thought, what am I going to share about this? Um, but it did. Different people shared it. Um, spur different ideas and made me remember that I, I was somebody who um, learned about OA from Ann Landers when I, you know, grew up in Chicago. And thinking of those days, which would have been in the late 80s, you know, when I was in my, excuse me, 20s, came, came to the meeting. And um, in those days, there was no internet. I went to use my iPhone or a computer to Google um, I would have probably called a phone number to get information about where the meeting was. And I was trying to think about where I was at, you know, when I, you know, walked into my first OA meeting. And I remember, you know, I was, I was, you know, very overweight, close to 200 pounds at that time. Um, I remember um, in those days, I'd be on my way to work and stopping at three different 7-Elevens every morning, you know, not to walk in the same one every day. And, you know, load up my, my bag with, you know, um, eight, nine different binge foods um, that I would take, you know, to make, make it through the day at work. And, um, you know, and I wandered into that first OA meeting. And, what, and why did I stay? Why did I keep coming back? Well, certainly um, I heard a message. I heard a message that really spoke to my heart because it's almost 30 years later and I'm still, you know, coming back. Um, you know, people greeted me, welcomed me, um, came up to me one-on-one. -on -one. Somebody handed me, you know, a big book, which I purchased um, at my first meeting. And, um, you know, there was something, you know, very special about, um, I remember somebody wrote their name down and their phone number and handed it to me. And I literally like carried that piece of paper with me that whole week. It meant so much, you know, that somebody had personally reached out to me and carried that message. And, um, so I'm just very grateful, um, gra grateful that I did hear that message, that I did make that phone call and find out where those meetings are and that I, you know, keep coming back. And I'm certainly grateful for, you know, for the vision meeting and everything I'm learning um, by studying the big book, <laughs> one paragraph at a time. I mean, that certainly has really been, you know, just such an amazing experience and has really, you know, got me from the place of recovering to recovered. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy H. We have time if one or two people want to jump in and share for two to three minutes. Uh, Amy G. Amy G. Debbie V. Someone V. Uh, thank you, Debbie V. Oh, Debbie V. Okay, we'll do uh, two and a half minutes or two minutes. What's my Go ahead, Amy G. Say that again. Can I have the paragraph, please? Uh, bottom of XVII with the appearance of the new book. Go ahead, Amy G. Good morning. Uh, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you, everyone, for such a wonderful meeting. I think what stands out for me is is uh, 
what I've heard, you know, never underestimate the power of what one person can do in carrying the message, this miraculous message of personal transformation and recovery from this, this uh, deadly illness. And, and I believe that in my own experience to be true. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called, as my sponsor has said to me on many occasions. And I totally believe that. And when we feel called, I feel like when, we, when I feel like I'm a messenger of what I believe my higher power's message is because I have recovered, there's like no stopping us. And you can see many people starting meetings and the growth, right? We just do the footwork and our higher power takes care of the rest, just like we're seeing the evolution and the growth of AA in this book. You know, they started with 100, and now we're in the next edition, and now they're up to 800, the growth. And they're doing it painstakingly. And I love that word painstaking. I don't know where else it's written in the book, but I definitely know that it's written at the beginning of the promises, where it says, you know, if we are painstaking, thorough, meticulous about this part of our recovery, and then you have all the promises listed, I like to think that those promises come true when we give service, because when I give service, I get so much back as well. But it also reminds me of that paragraph, the first paragraph, and I'll wrap up with this. It says, when we work with others, when we carry a message, when we get recovered ourselves and we're called and we want to do it, it says life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. And if we're painstaking about a recovery and painstaking about our service, I know that we will not want to miss it. And that's how this program grows as God takes it and wills it. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Amy G. And Debbie, and I didn't catch your first initial of your last name. Debbie V, V as in Virginia. Oh, right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your service, and thank you, everyone, for being here. I'm looking um, now for my walk, and thank you, Higher Power. I can walk uh, over 300 pounds. I could hardly walk. Thank you for this new life, this new day. And I'm looking at these daffodils, and I'm seeing the fellowship there, as I do when I look up at the stars. Each unique each with a gift, and the gift comes through the struggle. It comes from the pains taking. The whole idea of working through these steps and admitting powerlessness, the first surrender, which empowers. I'm so gratefully recovering in Virginia. And uh, thank you, forefathers, foremothers, for this program of recovery based on spiritual principles that are universal. And the principle that comes to mind is unity. And then the other thing is how we're each a miracle and there's an epic journey going on. How will we carry the message? I've left cards around. I've went into uh, different areas of medical uh, facilities and left um, a contact number and the information for our fellowship. How do we carry the message? How will I carry the message today? And it starts with the pains taken approach to my program and the effort and the action. And then it just happens naturally from there. People, places, things are aligned in a way that I can just uh, say something or hear something. And just like my first sponsor found me, I could find the opportunity to carry this message of recovery and this miracle. And it's going to happen 
with each individual in an individual way. And that's the gift. Thanks so much. Thank you, Debbie V. Okay, let's see here. Thank you everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, March 7th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern time is 18,642. That's 18642. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thank you, Rebecca. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.